Today, we're going to find out exactly what it takes to become a professional shark diver. Plus, stick around to the end for our shark bite where we discover a brand new shark species living in the freezing depths of the ocean. G'day and welcome to Shark Week the podcast. One of the most common questions I get from fans of Shark Week is, how do I get to work with sharks? Now, my response will sometimes throw people as I'll always ask them if they want to be a scientist or a shark diver. And they'll ask, well, aren't they the same thing? Well, no, they're absolutely not the same thing. Now, while there might be significant crossover in knowledge and skills, the expressions and day-to-day life of these two vocations are completely different. Shark divers and handlers are a rare breed. They come from all kinds of backgrounds, and while some, like myself, may have a marine biology degree, many are shark enthusiasts that have chosen to take their education from the strictest of teachers, the sharks themselves. They literally spend their entire day underwater, face-to-face with large predatory sharks. And despite all the risks of losing a finger or a limb, or perhaps even your life, Many of us find this pursuit to be not only extremely satisfying, but truly addicting. My guests today are two professional shark handlers, Josh Eccles and Lee Cobb, and I brought them on to discuss the day-to-day life of working in, in my opinion, one of the coolest jobs in the world. What do you guys think when people talk about, you know, shark diving, shark feeding being a dangerous job? You know, I get this. The the biggest question I always get, I don't know about you, Josh, I always get asked the question, do you ever get bitten? And... You know, I always say electricians get electric shocks, roofers fall off roofs, plumbers get wet. You know, shark feed, we get little nips and things. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is dangerous in some people's eyes, but I think that's where you can tell when there are certain sharks that you're not going to feed. You're just not going to feed them. Um, you know what you're looking for, you know, when to do, when not to do. Um, so you can reduce the the danger element of it just by knowing the job yeah and i mean you do when you're feeding you get bit good sometimes little nip it's really not a big deal when i started feeding i just wear a leather glove and i never thought anything different of that until i started i went over with uh, christina zanato and she's teaching me how to hand feed caribbean reef sharks yeah i've got my gloves she's like no you need this and you know Full chain mail all the way. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And I could see why, because those things are just much more... T- with snap, Caribbean, snap, snap, snap. Caribbean reefs. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. I mean, tell me, Josh, tell me about your experience with them. With Caribbean reefs, like, there's a reason why they have you come sit down in a circle and then you come down with the chain mail, is once you go to feed, it, the, let's say you have a little stick and it puts a piece of food here. Once you go to feed, by the time the shark actually bites the food, it's already bit your arm three times just go finding it. So, yeah, with Caribbean reefs, I mean, you you look at the box and they'll start looking at you like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, them and three of their friends. And, man, when they hit you, it, there's some full power. It's like a brick yeah. wall hitting you. Yeah. It's like almost being inside a shark tornado, you know, the, the stupid sci-fi movies that come out actually describe it pretty well. You know? Shark you're, you're down there hunkered down on the sand. You're covered in chainmail, you're holding bait, and you're surrounded just by a wall of bodies of sharks all looking for a meal. And they're not being aggressive, you know, they're just coming up. They, they know what they're there for, they know you've got food, and they know they'll get fed, and they kind of, they actually have a pretty decent pecking order about it, but <laughs> you're still now part of that very 
distinct food chain. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because I, I get that question all the time as well. You know, how dangerous is it? Do you Are you going to die? Aren't you scared? What does your mum think? All that type of stuff. But it's actually, it's not even close to being the most dangerous job in the world. I don't know if there's, has there ever been a shark feeder death or serious no. injury, guys? Not that I know of. <laughs> not that Do I you? know of. It's always been, no. because it's always a mistaken identity. It's not like they're mauling yeah. you. It's just a quick, usually it's a bite and they go, oh, what did I eat? Like us yeah. eating something that we just don't like. You, it, it's like they bite and instantly let go. So as for that, if anything, it's on our hands. I mean, there was, remember that incident? I think it was out of Palm Beach um, a number of years ago where it was uh, one of the guests got tagged and he got bitten on his thigh or something and uh, and he died. Are you sure that wasn't in the Bahamas? It was coming out of the Bahamas, yeah. Yeah, we got one uh, in the Bahamas and that was a guest. Um, and she passed. That was in. That was on her thigh. Um, then maybe I got it wrong, and I yeah. thought it was a guy, and it was a girl. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it was a bull shark feeding, and uh, some bait got free, and uh, and the guest got tagged. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there is some risk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sierra, what'd you find in uh, in terms of you know relative risk from yeah from um, the vocation? Let's see. So for scuba diving. We have a fatality rate of 16.4 deaths per 100,000 persons per year. And that's kind of one of the higher estimates. And then there's a lower one of 14.4 deaths per 100,000 persons. And then... That actually seems kind of high, doesn't it? Well, wait until you hear what the what the other ones are. <laughs> and to be very clear on that record, the overwhelming majority, in fact, probably almost all of those people are expiring from, you know, a non-shark related incident. Oh, um, whether it be I'm a, glad you added that. a heart attack yeah. or a, you know, pneumothorax or some type of like medical incident. We're not talking totally. about shark injuries here. The actual incidence of shark injuries when shark diving is phenomenally small. Just to tie in this uh, fatality rate statistic. So we had what 16.6 on for the scuba divers and here for the most dangerous Occupation is fishing and hunting workers, and that fatality rate is 132 per 100,000. So, Dude. Oh, wow. multitudes higher. So, wow. Yeah. So, 10x. Yes, they, you're much better going diving with sharks than going fishing for sharks, apparently. <laughs> Always. Yeah, ten, 10 times less chance of dying if you're diving with them versus fishing with them. That, that actually brings up, thank you for that, Sierra. Um, so you've got the customers who are obviously coming in to, to see sharks. And I, I did this for years and years. I think I calculated at some point that I've been underwater at Tiger Beach for something like, it, it was in the several months actually wow. physically underwater. And, you know, the, the customers are the lifeblood of what you do. But then there's the other side of the whole, what I say is debate. And it's not really a debate. It's just sometimes the media comes up with some reason to talk about sharks and there might be fingers that are pointed towards shark diving operations. So, Josh, what do you think when people come in and say, hey, we're you know, feeding sharks, habituating sharks, associating with humans, all those typical arguments that you've probably heard many, many times? Um, a big thing with me is we have science backing it. So there's a lot of scientific papers, research forums that are showing that we are not messing with their migration. Uh, they might look at us like, ooh, we can get an intermission snack kind of thing but what we're feeding is nothing that they could s sustain off of but you have to say that we certainly are try to be politically right about this but at least adding to their experience and to their behavior patterns right 
because they do learn how to associate with the feeder. They do learn how to uh, to to see food that is presented to them and take it in a in a you know docile manner without attacking anything. Um, how do you sort of pass that? Now, as for us again changing the behavior, it, it it doesn't change it in the long term. I do see like if we do uh, because again we have these sharks in season, so I might have them for anywhere from two weeks to eight months, depending on the species that we're dealing with. So if I'm seeing them on that migration, I will see them start to kind of familiarize like noises, the, the us tapping. So yes, I do see that they are kind of taking an intermission, but it's not changing any pattern because we're not trying to be invasive at all. We're just really trying to show everyone that, you know, Hollywood needs a villain and that's what sharks have been played out to be. What what I always like to tell people is sharks will perhaps associate, you know, a, a bait crate full of smelly fish and a diver next to it as a place to come up and get a snack. But if you, if you allow the argument that they're smart enough to learn new behaviors from that, then you also have to allow the argument that they're smart enough to understand that it's not a really good source of food. So they probably need to go elsewhere if they actually want to continue living and being energetically uh, sufficient to be a predator and a breeder and everything else because they're not getting enough food to do it. Lee, how important do you think shark diving operations are for conservation and awareness? Hugely. Um, you know, the amount of people that come on the boats, um, some of them are petrified and they absolutely want to get over that fear. Um the amount of people that will come on with their children, um, not not always, you know, teenage children or grown-up children. Some of these are, are younger children. You know, I, I've taken six, seven-year-olds out with sharks um, and that message then goes back to the classroom. The photographs go on online and all these kind of things and it's all about education. Um, for me, one of the biggest things is education and, and it's making people aware that you know you know josh is still standing i'm still standing there's an awful lot of us that are with sharks pretty much every day of our lives and you know and with bait um fresh bait as well you know i shoot as well um you know so we're shooting fish and, and bringing the sharks in and we're still here so it blows that myth of you know i'm, I'm going to get into the ocean and, and get eaten out of the water you know so it's big it is big you know lee you're a a financial advisor you've got a financial background was. if was for the people who are listening who are thinking hey i'd love to do this as a job you know i'd love to get out there and spend my life underwater hand feeding sharks is it something you'd recommend depends what lifestyle you want i suppose <laughs> probably josh is probably well, better to ask about that <laughs> well you want money let's or no put money a, let's put him a real world scenario <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, Josh, let's let's elaborate on that because it's easy to romanticize it. People look at, you know, Shark Week and they're like, hey, I want to go do that. But you don't get to do that year round. If you want to work on a dive boat, if you want to be a shark diver and actually work with sharks all the time. Usually you have two you're other basically jobs. basically a tourism operator. Yeah. So how does that pan out for you? Um, you know, you, you always have bad weather. You have certain seasons so that doing this job, you know, any kind of dive job, there's seasons, so you, you have to have something else to fall back on. So I do uh, uh, 
underwater male burlesque show in tell Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You have to and tell I now. also bartend. So, you know, it's not, I, I don't just, you know, my focus is sharks and that's what I care about. So, yeah. if I've got to do. I do think I missed the first part of what you just yeah, said. Yeah, we though. can skip that You do an underwater what? No, I do an underwater male burlesque show in Fort Lauderdale. So I'm holding yeah. my breath. He's brilliant. Huh? He works. Uh, <laughs> so are, are you Aquaman? Be, kind of, yeah. With a lot less clothes on. <laughs> Luke, when that's, I get back, we'll go. Right. Oh, that's simply amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for everyone listening, we all live in the same area. I'm in Pompano Beach and I, you know, Lee and Josh are both usually local. And yeah. Lee, I'll take you up on that. We're definitely going to come drink yeah, some beer and watch Josh do his definitely. thing. Definitely. Uh, I'll take you and we will die laughing. <laughs> oh, but, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. It so, is. you know, that's a big thing. So you have to remember that if you're willing, what are you willing to sacrifice? You know, I'm willing to do all this to be a moment underwater with sharks. You know, uh, Lee and me are really kind of good and it's random, but... We take hooks out, like big hooks, and that's what I really like doing. Is that's part of the education? It's not just like, oh, let's let's give you the wow factor. No, it's let me show you that we're going down there. Like I've I've had times where there's hook, there's double hook, so it's hooked on the top and the bottom of the shark's mouth, and it can't eat. It can't open its mouth all the way. It's kind of like nibbling at things. So that is my big drive on it. Oh, ex- explain that process to somebody who might not quite understand so, exactly how hands-on you need to be in order to do what you're saying. So this is a hand gaff, right? So this was taken out of a silky shark. Um, it came through and it was dead in the middle of its head. So And it was broken off just hanging like this. So we do tonic immobility, like where we could rub them and they almost do a trans, like where they slow down, they calm down and almost relax for a second so we can remove this kind of stuff um it's not easy like when i first started i went and took a whole bunch of hooks and put it in a stake and tried to take it out with one hand it's 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 kind of a work of art to it you can't just be like girl come here fishy you know the the, because you can't make that fish not want to ever come back you can't hold them down and be like you're gonna let me do this you know so you only really get one maybe two passes to try and then after that you got to just let it go and sad part is is there's a lot of times that you could do our three dives with us and there's a guarantee one of those sharks have hooks or multiple sharks have hooks in their face the josh is out there single-handedly saving all the the sharks of south florida slinging slinging pliers around and uh, dollar bills in the evening right (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) For people who are listening who really want to be a shark diver, who want to get out there, Lee, give us your best piece of advice for them. Do it. Don't think about it. Don't procrastinate. Just get in the water. Go with somebody like Josh and myself that um, understands that fear. They've seen it before. You know, we, we can tell you the right things to do. We cannot put you in a position where you're going to feel uncomfortable. Um, don't think about it. The more you think about it, the bigger it is. And that's a lot of things in life, but, you know, we do this every day. You know, we've got people with us every day. Nothing ever happens. Don't, you know, get in there because you're missing out every day that you don't. 
Josh, same question. Give us a practical piece of advice. What should people do? First step tomorrow. What should they do if they want to go be a shark diver? Get certified in diving and start. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it next week. Start. And there, there's everyone will always talk you out of it. Like, oh, like I have all my family. The whole time I was my whole dive career, they're like, well, you, you know, diving is nothing. And it's like, well, diving something to me. And once you realize that when they say there's another world, they're not kidding. It's a whole another world. Like everything, the experience of the pressure on you, the you exhaling and seeing bubbles way higher than you, and you're like, I'm not even close to the surface. It's that awe factor. And if you could do that, do it. So if I can summarize for our viewers, you guys are recommending do to it. get out there, do it. get certified, listen to people who are better than you with more experience than you, be humble on the boat. And that's the number one thing. Much be a little humble. You can. We will show yeah. you. Just be humble. We, th- it's what we do love it. doing, isn't it, Josh? We love getting people from that fear stage to that, you know, when we get out of the water and we see them eyes. coming up and their face, yeah, that, you know, when I always turn and I will always watch for that one person that is, you know, near onto tears before they're going to get in the water, the fear on them. And then they come up out of the water and their face is like, oh my Just God. And it's priceless, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's priceless. Before we kind of wrap things up here, I want to give people the benefit of your vast knowledge here. Play a little bit of true or false. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> Sierra found this list from, uh, I think, it's Scuba Diving Magazine or something, talking to people about how to you know, remain safe in the yeah. water with sharks. All right, let's do it. So, let's go. I'm glad you're all excited. You can answer these then. <laughs> true or false? How to stay safe in the water with sharks. Okay. Don't panic. True or false? True. True. Know their behavior. True. Remain vertical in the water. False. Doesn't Why? matter. <laughs> I guess the theory behind this one is that in remaining vertical, you you're, uh, you're a big imposing uh, thing. And that is a fairly per- pervasive thought. You're both saying false. Why? Uh, yeah, it's not because, necessary for me. Uh, I lay down in the water and they'll swim right next to me. You know, um, yeah. again, I'm not trying to get rid of them. So I'm not trying to be the big balloon, I guess. Um, but we, well, I guess we have everybody approach it from somebody who didn't want them coming around. Uh, you. It wouldn't matter. They're going to come no. around. You're in the water. If you taste it and there's a little salt, chances are there's a shark there. Um, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's something for me, at least more about body position. So if you were to be worried about a shark and you decided that, Hey, swimming away from it was a good idea or, you know, turning on your back and swimming with your fins flapping in its face that to me would be a bad idea because they'd see that movement they might see a bit of erratic stuff um i think when you put it into perspective like that if you are you know you're one-on-one like josh said earlier about the tigers you know if you want a tiger to come close to you just have the mirror in your face and and watch it turn your back on it and but have the mirror so you can see where it is it's going to come right behind you and then you turn around and face it the minute you turn around and face it obviously you'll be vertical um it will swim away Mm. so i think it depends we we both said false to that one i think because we're probably thinking in the manner that says we want them closer to us sure Um, if you don't want them closer to us kind of like stand up and face them rather than turn around uh, turn and run away 
yeah, that that would be true in in that yeah. kind of instance. I will relate. Uh, when I was working at Guadalupe, um, we were doing a documentary where we were working with great whites. Obviously, it's a baited scenario, but we're pulling it out while we're in the water. But we're working with free divers, and I was safety crew, and my job was basically corralling the sharks. So when the there's three free divers, they do their dive, and then the sharks are kind of check them out. Once the sharks got bored with them, they'd go to swim off, and I'd put myself directly in front of them so that the sharks swam back and you know engaged with the free divers again. Yeah. So I'm always on the outside, just like, yeah, 16 <laughs> foot, great work, come and watch me, it's fun, go that way, buddy. Uh, and it was always my experience that, you know, just get in front of them, yeah. you know, swim towards them, show them something to deflect yeah. and move away. And I think that actually's probably, without exaggeration, probably saved my life once because I jumped in and there was at least seven great whites around us. Uh. And it was always the thing to check below you. So I got in, clocked all the ones in front of me, looked down, and there was one coming just freight train yeah. straight up at me, mouth open. I'm like, and I just, just something in me, I guess after all the years of working, just I turned turtle, flipped down, looked straight at it and started swimming towards it. And I don't even know how far I got through that process because it was happened pretty quickly, but I know I managed to flip over, look at it and start swimming maybe a kick or two. Yeah. And it just deflected enough to just turn off. So whenever somebody says, hey, you know, what do you say to, you know, get sharks away from you or whatever? It's no, out. It's out. Swim towards it. Look it in the eyes, swim towards it. Yeah, yeah swim that towards eye, it. that eye contact, I, if you start staring at them, same thing with hammerheads. You have to almost, like, you don't you don't breathe real hard. You look away. You, yeah. you get, like, one of these things. And that eye contact instantly this is- reflects them away. So, yeah. Okay, well, that, that was the next one. Uh, maintain eye contact. Oh, yes. true. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a, a yeah. true one. <laughs> then uh, avoid the surface. Sharks target prey on the surface. Correct. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I, I used to work in Cocos Island. Uh, going back to do um a couple of months there this year, and uh, there was an unfortunate incident there, um, with a lady, and she was on the surface, um they it was a tiger and now they have this protocol that is you know you can't be on the surface on your own i look back at the amount of times that when i was over there that i was on the surface on my own and there were tigers and there was you know hammers galapagos everything else and i never never for once felt threatened um and i've been back since the attack and what have you um you know, there are, that, that's the other thing that we've got to be careful of is is when an incident does happen, we don't then go down the realms of, oh, you know, this is going to happen every day or this is, you know, you need yeah, to be careful. Yeah, the overcorrection to it. Yeah. yeah. Put, put, put perspective there because, um, you know, this attack did happen on the surface. There are a lot of sharks. There are, there are a lot of divers there at, at different dive sites and it was a, a one-off incident and it's never happened before that. It has never happened since that either, yeah. but that was on the surface. So, I think to be fair, you know those surface things, people don't see them coming. You no. know, if you can get your eyes on them, I think you're you're generally pretty okay. That's yeah. at least been my experience. But, yeah. All right, so, if people want to contact you guys and ask for a bit of advice or to come dive with you, how do they reach you, Lee? Uh, you can get me on uh, travels with an S on the end dot com or Blonde Shark Diver. On Instagram, right? Yeah, on Instagram, thank you. Got it. 
and Josh the shark guy. I, there we go. I don't think surprised for guessing how he reached you. Yeah, Josh, Josh the shark guy on Instagram. Uh, Josh Eccles on um, Facebook, and I am working on getting something else running. So to be continued on that one. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thank you both so much. It's been really fun. No Appreciate problem. Today. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Mike. All right, it's time for our shark bite, where our researcher Sierra digs up really cool stuff that's going on in the ocean. Sierra, what do you got for us this week? All right, this one is a mystery that's gone on for a full decade until it was cracked by scientists pretty recently. And believe it or not, it comes from your native land, Australia. Hey, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> so, 10 years ago, scientists discovered an unusual egg pouch, which is the fleshy sack. Fleshy sack. Okay. <laughs> she said fleshy sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says, but oh my God. The they, they definitely could have had a that. better terminology on that, couldn't they? Let, let's just, fleshy sack. Let's just go with the shark egg pouch. <laughs> so, 10 years ago, scientists discovered an unusual egg pouch, which allows the shark egg to mature outside the female body. And this one had really unique T-shaped ridges, but... It didn't have an egg inside of it, so no one knew if it was a new species or just a different morphology of a group of cat sharks known as demon sharks. Okay, so they just found basically the, the empty egg sac, egg pouch thing that, that the female shark will... You know, I've, I've seen sharks actually uh, get those egg pouches and like screw them into places in the reef to protect them. It's a really cool adaptation. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what cracked the case? So in late 2022, a research voyage went out and luckily they found more of the egg cases and even more lucky, one of them still had an embryo inside. They were able to harvest a genetic sample and they confirmed there's a completely new species and it's now known as a Proturus ovicorgatus. Um, so I know that that's a nightmare name to try to pronounce and luckily it has a really easy common name, which is the demon shark. Oh, the demon shark, way better than, what was it? Aprosturus ovicorgatus? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I like demon shark better. Why do they call it demon shark? <laughs> yeah, so they're calling it this demon shark because it looks pretty spooky. It has these unusual bright white irises, which is super rare in deep water creatures. And some people are, you know, scientists are hypothesizing that it might be to help it see better in the dark, but they're not totally sure. So it sounds like we stand very little chance of seeing this shark in, in real life, right? It's a deep water animal, probably just got caught by fishermen type of thing. Yep, totally. Okay. Well, there we have it. We have a demon shark. And you said it's a brand new species? Yep, brand new. First time they discovered it. Love it. I'm glad to know there's a little demon shark swimming around down in the depths <laughs> down there. And now you do too. Thanks, Sierra. Yeah, anytime. All right, that's it for today's episode. I hope you learned something today. And for those of you who want to pursue a career underwater working with sharks, listen to the steps that myself, Lee, and Josh gave you. And you never know. You might just be on the deck of a boat one day making something cool with us for Shark Week. Until next time, I'm Luke Tipple. I'll chat to you soon. Shark Week, the podcast is produced by Delve Media for Warner Brothers Discovery. Luke Tipple is the executive producer and our writer and producer is Yale Rice. Our researcher and associate producer is Sierra Kehoe. For Warner Brothers Discovery, the executive producer is Christina Bavetta, and the coordinating producer is Corinne Wilson. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to help our mission to give sharks a voice.